0: listening to Hope for Today Church Podcast. We're so glad that you're joining in this virtual space. We believe that as you listen, Jesus will minister to you right where you are. So open up your mind and your heart to what the Word would say to you today. Thank you for joining us. And remember, Jesus is our hope for today. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm going to invite you to uh, take your seats it's um, that time of the year, isn't it? Christmas time. Yeah. Should have kept the pads going; just left them on. Yeah. Um, I, w- I want to get right into it this afternoon. Uh, one of the things I like to try and live into is also just being aware of the time and and that not being in a hurry, but um, to you know believe in a quality of time rather than you know me going on and on and on. And then I'm sure someone's going to say, "Amen." But we're going to start the Advent uh, series this afternoon, and it's going to be a two-parter. So I want to invite you to turn to John chapter 1. John chapter 1, and as we get to John chapter 1, I'm also going to invite the media team to be aware of where I am. I'm going to move a little bit. Is what does Christmas mean to you? Think about it for a moment. What does Christmas mean to you? And those of you watching online, what does it mean to you? Strip it all back, layer by layer, as you peel back the banana, so to speak. What does Christmas mean to you? Go ahead in the comments online, and then here in the house, just shout it out. What does Christmas mean to you? If you put it into a word. Jesus. 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 That's a great answer. That's the answer. That's good. I heard something else. What else did I hear? Family. Family. Yeah. Family celebrations. celebrations. I love that. Peace. 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 I love it. Jesus made the family that we come together to celebrate, and in that celebration we have peace. Come on, right in order. Amen. All right, beautiful. So we're going to John chapter 1. Right here, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Say that with me. The Word was God. The next time you open the Word and someone challenges the Word, even in the season, say, the Word was God. The Word is God. He was with God in the beginning. All things were created through him, and apart from him, not one thing was created that has been created. Think of the snow. Think of the trees that we decorate during the Christmas season. All of it is his handiwork. In him was life, and that life was the light of men, and that light shines in the darkness. And yet the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John, and he came as a witness to testify about the light so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world, and I underline that here in my Bible. The true light, the light of lights, if you will, was coming into the world. And he was in the world and the world was created through him and yet the world did not recognize him. He came to his own, his own people did not receive him but to all who did receive him, he gave them the right to be children of God to those who believe in his name who were born not of natural descent or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man but of God. Think about that for a moment, children of God, those who believe in his name, that wonderful gift that because you confess upon his name, you are a child of God and now. The word became flesh and dwelt among us and we observed his glory, the glory as the one and the only son from the father full of grace and truth. Don't forget the last part, full of grace and truth. The word of God, Emmanuel, essentially moved into the neighborhood and his glory, his majesty was observable by all who met him. The beloved disciple John is the one who wrote these words inspired by the Holy Spirit so wonderfully put illustrating for us that God left his position of heaven. His son Jesus came into the earth the light of the world in which was life itself and he was born flesh of our flesh and he dwelt among us and yet lived in, we, as we know lived the perfect sinful life en route to finish the work that God would send him to do and his glory was seen by all it's a wonderful way for us to set up this Advent season you know Advent is derived from the Latin word Adventus which means arrival or coming arrival or coming you know for us as Christians Advent refers much more than a season on the calendar or the little doors you open on the the chocolate calendar so to speak it's definitely more than the four Sundays that are leading up to Christmas. But the beautiful piece about Advent, the real heart behind it that brings the universal church together, is it marks this period of anticipation, reflection, spiritual preparation for the celebration of the birth of Jesus. It's the one area, rightfully so, where we're all brought together, one hope, one faith, one love, one God of all, because of Jesus. And he's at the center of it all. Because what does the word say right in the beginning? Not one thing was created without him. Not one thing What really spoke to me is in everything we said, and my brother said, he shouted out peace, you shouted out family. If we want to experience peace in family, it's through Jesus. That's why I love, you know, bro, we could sing that song, I speak Jesus to the cows come home, as the saying goes, because I speak Jesus. When I'm facing difficulty, I'm going to speak the name of Jesus because demons have to flee. That darkness cannot overcome the light that we read here in the scripture, but we know it's no mistake that darkness tries. As you see here, the fog out here on what would normally be a beautiful day, the darkness tries to roll in. But the beautiful thing with Christmas, the tradition we observe every 25th of December is an opportunity to look back, if you will, remember this part, to look back at the significance of Christ's first coming. While also looking forward to his promised return. So not just having eyes for the past, it's but having eyes for the future and the horizon and the light of the world, he's coming back. He's coming back. So every time you look at the Christmas tree and you see what's happening, it's the beautiful thing that occurs. Through prayer and giving, we encourage one another to be mindful of this profound meaning of the incarnation and the fulfillment of God's redemptive plan in Jesus Christ. God in the flesh. God in the flesh. Emmanuel, God with us. How many times do you remember that saying, God? is with us. Emmanuel, the prophesied Messiah that we read in John 1, coming into the world to seek and save the lost, in which Jesus said, the Son of Man did not come to seek and save the lost, but to save the world through himself. Self. The apostle Paul said, that he came to seek and save sinners of whom I am the worst. And so Jesus, in the form of a baby, arrived at the time that God had appointed on the calendar of human history to change the very world as we know it. As we know it. Now think about it for a moment. Where would you be without Jesus? Where would you be? Where would you be? It says that God sent his son at the appointed time of human history to be the very mercy seat through his blood to demonstrate the righteousness of God. So this is why Jesus was born. We can't forget this picture when we celebrate Christmas, that our loving father sent him the work that he had for him to do to be the faithful mediator of peace, a love offering, a, a joyful deliverer, and the source of, source of hope for all who draw near to his light. The light of the most high Emmanuel, who has come into the world, to guide our feet into the way of peace. Guide our feet into the way of peace. And so, as we as we venture to work our way towards Luke chapter one, the title is this: Unwrapping Peace. When you celebrate Christmas, the walk away that tangible for you as you open your gifts with family and friends, you can remember the tremendous gift that through Jesus, peace came to you. What does peace mean to you? In scripture, we have the word shalom that's defined as a state of freedom, wholeness, and calm it's interconnected with reconciliation and non-hostility but it's not dependent on external circumstances but it involves having a relationship of love and loyalty with god and one, with and one another and so we we have this opportunity as we as we ponder the tree as we ponder this time together and human history that there was a point in time when god and his people were looking forward in anticipation for God's peace plan to be realized. This divine rescue plan that the Christ, Jesus the Christ, would come. And you know I say that intentionally, Jesus the Christ, because what I appreciate about learning in Bible school is that the word Christ is derived from the Hebrew word of Messiah, which means anointed one. It encompasses that the one who's set apart for a specific purpose and mission. And so the Greek transliteration of Messiah is Christ. Christ, the anointed one. Christ with a specific mission and purpose from God. And so point number one I want to get out of here today is peace that was Prophesied. You know, some 600 years or so before the arrival of Christ, the prophet Isaiah said this For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government shall be on his shoulders. He will be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, and Prince of Peace. think about that passage of that prophecy that the very birth of Christ represents the embodiment of God's divine promises, his divine peace plan where he would usher in an era where the counsel of the wonderful counselor, that is Christ, to bring transformative peace that humanity so desperately longed for then and is still being cultivated here and now. That he continues to guide us in this way of peace. Prince of Peace, wonderful counselor. I know, bro, you and I heard Dad talking about this a lot of the time. Wonderful counselor, Prince of Peace, especially around the Christmas season. These titles emphasize this transformative power of his peace in our lives. Have you experienced that peace? Now, too many times we've believed and have taken it that it's about the absence of conflict. But we come to see you as we read through the pages of Scripture of human history that it's peace when you're facing the storm. I know that I'm in the storm, but I know the one who I'm looking to, the one who is lighting the way on the horizon, he who's going to bring me through this storm and inner, deep peace extending to the depths of our very hearts. And soul And so Jesus, he enters the scene, he embodies this true peace, promising the reconciliation that would happen between God and humanity. And we're told in Ephesians 2:16, he said, "As he did this in himself, he did this so he might reconcile both to God and one body by which he put the hostility to death and he came and he proclaimed the good news of peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. And he did that on the cross. And that is why we can call him Wonderful Counselor because he went through it all, from the very infancy of human flesh all the way through the developmental years into adulthood, and lived the very life that the word prophesied he would live. And he began the sacrificial lamb so that we could encounter peace here and now as we look to him, he who tames our hearts, who tames our tongue, so that we can speak life and not death to one another. That when they hurled insults at him, he did not. Peace by the wonderful counselor. You know, every time I look at the Christmas trees that my wife so thankfully sets up each year, we have seven trees in our house now, and I'm I'm okay with seven because it's the number of perfection. We have perfection at the Pierce residence right now. They're lit up, they're wonderfully decorated, and she takes tremendous care and, and faithfulness to bring it through to completion for our enjoyment during the Christmas season. How many people know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I mean, you probably have more than one Christmas tree. Now, I'm not here bragging about the trees I have, okay? That's not the point. The point is the reminder of that great care for our enjoyment. Jesus, the light of the world, coming in. To the world so that we could have life. That tremendous loving care that he said, I know what you're going through. That that road leads to no hope. But I'm going to come and I'm going to turn the world upside down. I'm going to make a lasting impact and you'll never be the same. And all you have to do is not only hear that peace is being proclaimed to you, but to receive the peace and it comes by faith in his name. That's it. And so these trees, they remind us the very the very star on top that led the wise men to Christ, the same light of life that is radiance that cultivates that peace. I hope you're getting the picture here that the peace that was prophesied is supposed to be more than a scholarly report that we read and we go, oh, that's nice. But we read it and see that that light is breaking into our lives and it's radiating like you're getting a wholesome tan of peace. It's working in you. I've experienced over the years of my life, and these opportunities when the family can say amen, that the peace comes and it radiates. Because of John 1 4, in him was life, and that life was the light of men. A light in the darkness that cannot be overcome. You can't think about the light. You can't think about the Christmas story except for realizing not only did God pour out his love by sending Jesus, but Jesus would go and pour out his very blood for us when the work was finished and securing our freedom so that we could walk in his light. He also then poured out what? His Holy Spirit on us so that we could continue to walk in his light and be ambassadors of his light in our world. He said in Acts 1 verse 8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. I mean, when you think about when he says peace, when I say peace to you, it's not like I'm just saying it to you and just hoping you figure it out. I'm embodying peace. How, how can I help you today? What could I do to make your life a little better? Those tangible things that we do at Christmas, the, the season of perpetual giving, we're ushering in peace. We're, we're ushering that into people's lives as the counselor of our hearts speaks to us and sends us into the highways and byways. Jesus says in John 14, 26, he will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have told you. And so when Jesus, when he became of age and he began to teach and and, and walk around and declare and proclaim the kingdom, people saw this man is more than a man. He's been with God. He's the son of God. The counsel that he gives is unlike any other. And that's where we get wonderful counselor. But he continues that wave of peace through us. I know it's odd at Christmas time to think of it in that way, but I kind of thought of a beach shore with a tremendous wave coming towards the beachhead that when he ascended, that wasn't the end. That was just the beginning, the unbreaking of his promise and power and light penetrating this world through each of our lives as we work together by the power of the Holy Spirit. So point number two is this, living as ushers of Peace. What I appreciate about John 1, 5, it's saying that he's the light of men. That encourages us that it's not in you to find within yourself to determine, well, what is peace? What is it? But he transforms our minds to align with the very scripture, the very masterpiece of his word that displays who God is and, and how we're to live our lives in this pre, uh, present reality that goes beyond the theoretical and into the very life itself. A living testimony of how God brings peace into our lives. Jesus said, John 14, 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Don't let your heart be troubled or fearful. The truth is we will not see peace in our time until Jesus Christ returns. That's the truth. The way of the world is to say, well, we, for example, we just need peace in the Middle East. We know it's not gonna happen. Everything cultivates to the battle of Armageddon, the day of the Lord. And I say that to emphasize that we are waiting, anticipating, looking forward. Just as much as we look back at the birth of Christ, we're looking forward to when he rules and reigns and makes the world over anew and afresh. And in the meantime, this is where Philippians 4, 6, and 7 really comes to fruition. Don't worry about anything. But in everything, through prayer and petition, and with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God will suppress, surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. You know, I think I intentionally misspoke that his peace suppresses the darkness. His peace surpasses our understanding. It's the peace that goes beyond the political. It's the peace that goes beyond the social expectations of any time. And it reaches into even the hardest of the human heart when they believe and confess the name of Jesus. I'm amazed, absolutely amazed at the light of life in men of how Jesus can get a hold of the very people you think he's never going to be able to get a hold of them. And that's what gives me hope at Christmas because you're probably thinking of another story, a fictitional story of a man named Scrooge. No one would have thought in that story, Dickinson had it right, how could this man ever make merry at Christmas? He can't afford to make idle people merry, he says. But through a visitation that we're gonna to get to next week, through a visitation, so to speak, by three spirits, his life was transformed and made anew. And what we're going to come to find as we get to it next week, that this light of men, Jesus Christ, he ministers by His ministering angels, and they're able to come in and do what seems impossible. And so next week, we're going to look at the, the powerful story of Elizabeth and Zachariah and the miraculous story there that really is the beginning of the inbreaking of God's plan for Jesus to be born. Something that we can, you know, be excited for. And as we look to that next week, John 1.12, we see this but to all who did receive Christ, he gave them the right to be children of God to those who believe in his name. It's his power at work in us, which births all things to the glory of his name. Lasting peace. You know, for me, as I close, I desire my prayerful anticipation as the church would be more than going through the motions that we as a collective whole individually and collectively would truly realize and testify to this transformative peace in each of our lives. that at times it can look grim, it can look dark, and yet it was nothing like at the time in which Jesus was sent into the world at the appointed time. In many respects, it was barbaric even beyond what we have today, as crazy as it is. But that's what gives us hope that as we meet this Christmas season, as we gather around trees and we admire the lights and the gifts that are exchanged, we can remember that we're unwrapping peace, that the Holy Spirit is birthing within us and that we will be part of that wave that's gonna wash through our county. But it all begins at home. And that's what I'm encouraged with. I'm just saying, Lord, move within me in my family, in our family unit. And may it start from there. May it be kindled. May it be kindled. May it start there. Amen. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, Lord God, we thank you that you came into this world. Lord Jesus, you're able to sympathize with all the things that we face from the the very inception of life itself all the way through to the decisions and faithful work that you did on the cross. Lord, this time of Advent where we know that you're drawing us to a time of grateful anticipation, spiritual preparation to enjoy, to see you at work here and now. Unwrapping peace in our lives as we look forward to the day when you return to bring all things to completion. And so here and now, we praise you. We praise you. Lord Jesus, thank you that you faithfully came into this world saw that we were worth it. Your beloved creation. Lord, I think of the line of a song, you didn't want heaven without us. So Lord Jesus, you brought your kingdom down. Lord, thank you that you brought your kingdom to us. That in you there is freedom that in you there is true and lasting peace as we believe in your name and the very right is that of your child, that in you we are your children in faith. Lord Jesus, we look to you, light up our lives to glorify your name in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you join us in sealing this time together in worship?